Welcome to QuackCast 48's More or Less. The QuackCast, where my motto is, if you can't be a dick, why do the podcast? This is entitled Acupuncture and CME, and is a rehash of a science-based medicine blog entry. If you'd like the references, just hunt them down on science-based medicine. Part of the Mark Chrislop Multimedia Empire. Because the world needs more Mark Chrislop. So, some universities have more cachet than others. On the West Coast, it's Stanford that has the reputation as the best. And there's Oxford, Yale, MIT, and my alma mater, what's the matter you? I would wager, but probably could not pronounce, that in most people's minds, the creme de la creme, like the French accent, is Harvard. Harvard is where you find the best of the best doing the best. If Harvard is involved, the project gains an extra gavit of credibility. Brigham and Women's Hospital also has a similar reputation in the U.S. as one of the hospitals associated with not only Harvard, but the New England Journal of Medicine. A premier university, a premier hospital, a premier journal. So if Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School are offering continuing medical education for acupuncture, there must be something to acupuncture, right? I mean, a course called Structural Acupuncture for Physicians must have some validity. Brigham and Women's Hospital, which is a teaching affiliate of Harvard Medical School, includes the Oshner Clinical Center for Complementary and Integrative Medical Therapies. Long title. I don't think Quacks or Us would look good on the billboard. The Osher Center offers acupuncture, yoga, chiropractic, and a variety of other modalities, including cranial sacral therapy. There are few things in a world of alternative nonsense as nonsensical as craniosacral therapy. Quote, a craniosacral therapy session involves the therapist placing their hands on the patient, which allows them to tune into what they call the craniosacral system. That practitioner gently works the spine and the skull and its cranial sutures, diaphragms, and fascia. In this way, the restrictions of nerve passages are said to be eased. The movement of cerebral spinal fluid through the spinal cord is said to be optimized, and misaligned bones are said to be restored to their proper position. Yes, it's easy to realign the bones of the skull. What you need is a baseball bat, as I've seen many times on the trauma service. Cranial sacral therapists think that they can improve the flow of spinal fluid by gently massaging the skull. Really? I can't make this stuff up. I operate under the assumption that you can judge a person by the company they keep, although guilt by association is problematic in medical institutions. Programs are often started in hospitals for financial reasons without benefit of medical or scientific input. It is one of the many prices we pay in the U.S. for a nonprofit medical system. But if there is an institution whose scientific standards are such that they allow craniosacral therapy, well, they lose a major chunk of credibility. As the saying goes, you lie down with pigs, you come up smelling like garbage. 
the other hand, I'm a little bit envious because it must be much easier to participate in committee work. I sit on the pharmacy and therapeutics committees of the hospitals at which I practice, and we spend significant amounts of time evaluating the literature to decide how best to utilize new drugs and therapies. If only we offered craniosacral therapy. I would never have to justify treatment based on science and reality again. So now I realize, sadly, that Brigham and Women's, and by extension, Harvard, has questionable scientific standards, or if they have standards, they apply them selectively. The brochure for the acupuncture course states, quote, This unique course provides practical, hands-on training in acupuncture. The training program is designed to bring together Eastern and Western views of health and disease in a result-oriented acupuncture style. You will learn to evaluate and treat patients using modern Japanese acupuncture techniques that link classical Chinese theory to concrete, understandable clinical diagnostic and treatment techniques. End quote. Whenever I hear about Eastern views of health and disease, I always think of General Westmoreland in the movie Hearts and Minds. There's a scene where they cut back and forth from a grieving Vietnamese widow at her husband's burial to Westmoreland saying, quote, The Oriental doesn't put the same high price on life as does the Westerner. Life is plentiful. Life is cheap in the Orient, end quote. I know. Cheap shot. But an Eastern heart attack is different from a Western heart attack. How? What, I wonder, is a result-oriented acupuncture style. Since acupuncture has little, if any, efficacy, it cannot have therapeutic results. Maybe the key word is style. There is style and there is substance. I suppose they could be suggesting that the acupuncture they are teaching will only look like it's working. As Fernando said, it is better to look efficacious than to be efficacious. Style probably refers to the type of acupuncture, as in Kiko-style acupuncture. Like the Kung Fu movies I watched as a teen, there are various acupuncture styles. They need to compete in a winner-take-all tournament to determine once and for all whose acupuncture is strongest. Sort of like Iron Chef. Modern Japanese acupuncture differs from Chinese acupuncture in that they use finer needles that are not placed as deeply. Japanese acupuncture does seem to share one feature with Chinese acupuncture, at least to judge from the videos of the procedures I can find searching YouTube, a complete lack of understanding of aseptic technique. If you want to get the willies, I suggest you search for a video on acupuncture, Japanese or otherwise. Barehanded, with no hand washing, the practitioner touches the areas to be pierced, no alcohol wipe is used, and then the needle is inserted right where the practitioner just touched the patient. And often the junction of the skin and the needle is manipulated with the bare hand. The Kiko style, to judge from the photographs on the site, does not include gloves. These videos should be entitled, How to Transmit Infectious Diseases. Hepatitis B and C and MRSA have been well documented to be spread by sloppy acupuncture technique. I think that's a redundant phrase. Sloppy acupuncture. If there is a video of someone adhering to aseptic technique in acupuncture, I cannot find it. I assume in this course that they will be using aseptic technique since, quote, 
Emphasis is given to hands-on point location and needling techniques based upon palpatory feedback, end quote. Although one cannot be sanguine in regards to a hospital system that uses cranial sacral therapy. After all, germ theory is just a theory. And if practitioners are of a mind that disease is caused by magical nonsense, I mean, sorry, blocked key, chi, key, chi, I would not expect them to be cautious about, I don't know, spreading germs. Quote, the didactic portion of the course will focus on bridging the gap between acupuncture practice and science, the scientific basis of acupuncture and methodological problems that acupuncture research is presented as part of the discussion of specific clinical conditions throughout the course, end quote. Now that will be an interesting discussion. Since the acupuncture literature, as discussed at length on science-based medicine, is such that the best studies show no effect and the science is barely applicable to acupuncture and pain treatment, it would be fun to be a fly on the wall and see how they bridge the gap for the justification of the covered uses of acupuncture in this course. They are going to show you how to use acupuncture for pain control, hormonal imbalances, OBGYN imbalances, GI disorders, scar treatments, structural and orthopedic problems, cardiac and vascular disorders, autoimmune and autonomic disorders, mood disorders, myofascial and neuroanatomic treatments. Wow, is there nothing you cannot use acupuncture for? And you will not be limited to being taught Japanese acupuncture and classic Chinese acupuncture. There's also auricular acupuncture, where they poke needles just in the ear, and the German Microsystem Approach, MAPS, Micro System. That's my German. I'm better at French. The last one, quote, is based on the somatotropic fields comprising of specific points of correspondence in the auricle, ear, scalp, oral cavity, etc. A microsystem is like a map of the body, a somatotope or cartography of the whole organism similar to the homunculus discovered in the sensory motor complex of the brain. Each of the microsystem points have a clearly defined correlation to and in relation with a particular organ or function. For example, ear acupuncture is one such microsystem. It was discovered by the French doctor Noguier, who decoded the functional correspondences of the respective ear points. The punctual cartography of the ear resembles an upside-down embryo. So MAPS apparently is the result of the unholy mating of acupuncture and phrenology. I am surprised that they did not include Korean hand acupuncture, foot acupuncture, and tongue acupuncture. They are excluding three key styles of acupuncture. One wonders how six styles of acupuncture can all be valid, all share similar physiology, and all be supported by the same science, given the differences. But I suppose that is like asking which is the valid style of astrology, Indian, Western, Mayan? It's a trick question. They are all nonsense. The best constructed study to date on acupuncture demonstrated that sham acupuncture by twirling toothpicks on the skin is arguably more effective and definitely has fewer side effects when compared to real acupuncture. I can use quotes with the best of them. See me do air quotes around real? I wonder if they will pass out a box of toothpicks. 
Since twirling toothpicks give similar results with fewer complications, one wonders how they justify teaching acupuncture styles that are less efficacious and more dangerous than toothpicks. Can you ethically offer an equivalent therapy with more side effects than a known competitor? Let's see. Cost of the class. $6,650. For that kind of cash, who needs ethics? That's right. If you are a Harvard-affiliated hospital, you can charge the cost of two loaded, top-of-the-line MacBook Pros to teach bunk. And I bet they get it. Harvard-trained acupuncturist would look great on a business card and provide instant credibility. A quick Google finds practitioners whose websites mention the Harvard course for their training, a premium price for premium nonsense. I'm only disappointed they did not charge $10 more. 666, now there's a number. As the webpage for the Oshler Center says, quote, The market for complementary and integrative medicine is vast and shows no sign of diminishing. This trend must be guided by scientific inquiry, clinical judgment, regulatory authority, and shared decision-making, end quote. The market, not the need for more effective therapies. The market. It is depressing when good institutions promote worthless nonsense. Next time I see a New England Journal of Medicine article and see a reference from Harvard or Brigham and Women's, I will not be as accepting of the result as I was in the past. These institutions have lost some of their credibility with me. It is sad. Great institutions, I suppose, just like great people, can have feet of clay. At least there are still institutions you can believe in. Mom, apple pie, baseball. Go Barry Bonds. And that ends QuackCast 48. Don't forget to participate in my multimedia empire at moremark.com squarespace.com and of course although this is already a, an award-winning podcast one can never have too much gratuitous compliments so please log on to itunes and let the world know how wonderful this podcast is otherwise i will see you next time for podcast 49 plus or minus one